Everybody grab your books, because we're going to talk about books. We're going to be fucking nerds for this episode. Yay. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a literature cup, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is. Roll the intro. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to the HD Podcast. Hope you all are having a great Monday slash Tuesday. I don't know what time I'm going to upload this uh, episode. <laughs> I, I probably yeah. am just going to edit and then immediately upload. Sorry about the delay. Um, Hamza and I were both busy this weekend, so we're recording it a day later. Anyway, um, hello. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Diraj. That's hey, Hamza. Hamza. Say hi. Yep. Hi. Um, <laughs> uh, that was kind of badly. Yeah, no, it, it was. Um, it's okay. So, we have books. Mm-hmm. Both of us yeah. love books. Both of us grew up on books, uh, I think. Because I, I, I grew up on the Harry Potter sequel, a series. Ooh, okay. Because as a kid, I didn't, you know, I didn't get the chance to play video games much. Because video games and YouTube, they were considered like, oh, they will rot your brain or whatever. So what my parents used to do, they gave me like a shit ton of books. Every month or so, we used to go to Popular to buy like uh, our local bookstore to buy whatever book we want. As long as it's under budget. I am because books nowadays are getting expensive. Um, well, Uh, I mean, well, I mean, it's quite quite like a high price. If you think like some books can be like 50 bucks at it. Which book is 50? 50 or 15? Because there's no way uh, in hell a book is 50 bucks. 15, 15, I mean. 15, 15. <laughs> I think, I think, the, the, I think the highest I think the highest would be like 20 or so. 20 or something, yep. Um, yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, with books. You, you started with Harry Potter. How was that for you? When did you start? Uh, it was in primary school when my dad showed me Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, the first book. Ooh, so the uh, so how how'd you find that as a kid? How old were you? I was ten. Ten. Okay, so you were at the right age to read Harry Harry Potter or something, because yeah, there's some and... five or six year olds who can't. <laughs> uh, so I started like, like I was like, I when I got into reading, I was like obsessed to the point I would read it in class during recess time or like. Uh, before all the bad stats. Before. Oh my god, yeah, we used to do that, didn't we? In primary and secondary school, we used to always have a book to read. Like, they would always force us to have a book to read. Oh, uh, yeah. I usually, have like a, I usually have, like, a Geronimo Stilton book or a Spiderweek Chronicles book. <laughs> Holy shit, yes. Geronimo Stilton was my shit growing up. <laughs> um, that, that was the first book series that I started with. Like, not the first book series. That's the first um, author that I loved reading. As a kid, drama Sultan. Uh, yeah. Every everyone had like. What about, in my, in, what about Roald Dahl? What about Roald Dahl? Roald Dahl, I only I only learned about him at a later age. Uh, at like eleven or twelve ish, because when I was young, I watched the Matilda movie. Remember that? Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, fun fact: that was directed by Danny DeVito. <laughs> Danny DeVito. I, I'm not kidding. Matilda's dad directed the movie. Like, Matilda's on-screen dad. Yeah, Matilda's dad was played by Danny DeVito. Where's Danny DeVito as the penguin now? Fucking hell. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not kidding. The, the credits actually say directed by Danny DeVito, which is, actually, which is pretty cool. Huh. Okay, then. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, that that was the first Roald Dahl property oh, that speak, I watched. Speaking of Roald Dahl, um, wait, I have like a few books. <clears throat> Not only Matilda. Uh, there were other ones as well. Um, BFG. Uh, BFG. Uh, BFG. Yes, I have that one. Um, what else do I have? Uh, the Tree Witches, I think. I think I've read that before. Um, and yeah. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Okay, I have I have very very faint childhood memory when I was like five or six of watching the Tim Burton Willy Wonka, the Tim Burton Charlie the Chocolate Factory movie. It is the one with uh, Johnny Depp as Johnny Depp. Oh, okay. Yep. I have yet to watch Gene Wilder's Johnny, one. He looks he looks very young. Oh yeah, he do. <laughs> that was that was way before the Pirates of the Caribbean series. I think it's just the I think it's just a way too much makeup. Probably, yeah. He's too white. <laughs> they made him very, very white for some reason. He looks like a fucking ghost. I mean, he he also his actions, his mannerisms were also very weird in that movie, wasn't it? Mm. I mean, that's the curiosity of the character, so yeah. Well, there's a, okay, but there's a difference between how Gene Wilder portrays it and how Johnny Depp portrays the same character. Mm, yeah. I mean, Gene makes act, each each actor after has their own interpretation of the character, like Spider Man, uh, Batman, and so forth. Yeah. So, what did you prefer? Did you watch the the the, the Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka? Chan- I have very vague memories of it, so I'm not really sure. I have yet to watch it, so I'm not sure, but I've seen scenes of it. Um, I don't like the 2004 Charlie the Chocolate Factory. It does not hold up. Like when you watch it years later, and also you know. With scenes here and there, it just looks what the hell like that. How how is this a thing that you show kids? <laughs> like this, I mean, this Roald feels Dahl, like a psychological horror movie. I mean, Roald Dahl's um, like book endings. I most most of his book endings are very is very different compared to the movie endings, right? Like for example, um, what's that? The Three Witches, right? The grandson, uh-huh. the grandson was turned to a mouse, right? In the movie, he was turned back to human thanks to a good witch, right? Yeah. But in the book, he wasn't able to turn back into human, and he has like two to three years to live. Oh man, <laughs> damn, that's that's dark as hell. I have read the Great Glass Elevator because he's a mouse. That's right, though. <laughs> true. Um, I. I I do remember reading Charlie the Great Glass Elevator a lot because that was that was a nice book. Um, but okay, what is your favorite Roald Dahl book? Actually, your favorite. Uh, my favorite. Uh, uh, I'm not really sure. Let me double check the Roald Dahl books just to because <laughs> for me, I have a because for me, I I don't have a connection to Roald Dahl, so I I can't say. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, um, one of my favorites is Fantastic Mr. Fox. Your, your mic is breaking up, brother. I think. Oh. Is it? Sorry. Is something wrong? Uh, uh, testing, testing, one, two, three. Yeah, is this no, 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 okay. Yep, it is. Um, cool, cool. And one of my favorite books was Fantastic Mr. Fox. 
Ooh. And the movie version is excellent. The animated one? Yeah, the animated one. It's freaking awesome. Shoot the tail off. Have you, have you seen that one? Yeah, I have. The animated uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox movie. It was quite different, but pretty good. I mean, stop motion, and you have one of the best live-action directors directing it, so... Who's, Wes Anderson? Uh, Wes Anderson. He directed Isle of Dogs and Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh. Yeah, he, he has a very distinct style when it comes to filmmaking. Like, symmetrical wide shots, um, long, long tracking shots. I, I mean, yeah, he's, he has his own thing and taste to it, I guess. He's like the Bill Woods of filmmakers, if you know who that is. Uh, who? You Bill Woods. Bill, Bill, Bill Woods. He's like the Bill Wirtz of filmmakers. Bill Wirtz. Who's Bill Wirtz? He's a, he's a YouTuber who also has a very distinct style of like, uh, making videos. It's, it's very abstract and also kind of dumb. So. Hmm. Okay, okay. All right. Uh, but moving on. <clears throat> for, me, for me, I feel like, okay, because I've watched the movies more, I feel like the Matilda movie is one of my favorite Roald Dahl movies. Mm, that is agreeable, yeah. Because they they added like a, another layer of um of like making you give a shit about you know uh, Miss Honey and Matilda and whatnot. They it's it's not that they doubled down on uh, making the parents assholes. It's the case of like they kind of gave the mom a redemption at the end. Like oh man, we're so sorry we didn't care for you. Here you can let the teacher adopt you yeah. or something. But then, yeah. um, But then it also makes sense. Like, it also makes sense that like the parents don't give a shit because you know, the dad's a criminal. Yep, the dad's a criminal. The mom is a bimbo, and the brother doesn't get. And the brother doesn't respect them, as with all siblings. (laughs) I speak as a person with a sister myself. Just, just see her walking and then slap you on the head. (laughs) Oh yeah, that. That was a thing. <laughs> oh no, that 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 has been a thing. Uh, sometimes, like sometimes when I'm when I'm working, and then she just comes into my room. She like she says nothing. I stare at her. She stares at me, and then she walks away. <laughs> Why would she do that? I don't know. She's bored or something. Um, but yeah, <laughs> eh. yeah, and also like the humor. It it works when I was a kid. Like. The very loud and um, the insane camera I mean, angles went for. I mean, it is a child. I mean, it is a nostalgic chil- children's movie. Yeah, correct. But as I'm watching it, like, I'm, I'm 18. So I, as I'm watching it, like, you know, in the recent years, 2019, 2020, it, surprisingly, the jokes still hold up. Like, they make me smile. They, did, they didn't used to make me laugh, but then, you know... There, there is some level of humor and wit to it all. Yeah, I can agree to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and plus, I think the biggest change they made from the book Matilda versus the actual Matilda, because I read the book Matilda after the I watched the movie, mm-hmm. um, is that the, is that they went and they went to a length of like actually making uh, Matilda bully the shit out of Trunchbull in that one scene. Yeah, I remember. No, not not the globe spinny one. The one where she made the house haunted. Yeah, it's it's quite different compared to the the book version, where she's just in and out. Mm, yeah, 
in and out hey that that's a brand sponsor please <laughs> we don't even have a sponsor i know in and out please sponsor <laughs> us thank you <laughs> god damn I'm it kidding. i'm kidding uh, in and out is an american brand what the hell are they doing in a singaporean podcast <laughs> imagine us imagine we have like a fucking sponsor from fair price <laughs> Yeah, this this podcast is sponsored by Fair Price, and now let's bully Fair Price. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, no. All right. All right. Now let's move on from Roald Dahl to Jarmo Stilton. Okay. All right. We both loved that book, didn't we? Mm. Like we we both loved that series. Um, I only have right. I only have two books though. I like Thea Stilton though. Okay, that that is something interesting because I didn't know that Thea Stilton like when the series started. I had. I have the first. I had. I used to have the first four books. When we moved, I threw them all off. I threw them all out because oh. you know, they were they were old, and we couldn't keep them anymore. We were running out of space. Ah, I see. Yeah, so I think I threw away most, like all of my drama Sultan books. I don't have any right now. Huh. Yeah. Even though you know you could just easily go to the library and pick up a copy. Um, yeah, that's a good. That's a good option. That's a good option, yeah. <clears throat> so, I I didn't know the Thea Stilton books were aimed at girls because I liked it. They were. Like, I mean, as the series went on, I feel like they were more aimed towards girls, even though even though it's generalized for all ages. I'm not sure. I'm not sure because right now the Stilton brand has a lot of uh, spin-off titles. Like there's the main series, there's Fia. Fia had the Thea Stilton books have their own spin-off. They feel like what is that? A totally spy sometimes. I think that's why I like them as a <laughs> like growing up. Yeah, I think I think that's why I like them. Like it feels very like Nancy Drew. What if Nancy Drew had a team? Oh. Right? Hmm. Or like what I said, totally spies. Because mm. it does it, it does give that feeling sometimes. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and I'm quite surprised that it's still that the book series is still selling quite well. I mean, it's 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 still popular with kids nowadays. What started in what, two thousand three? It started probably, in the early two thousands, right? Probably earlier than that. Hold on. When was it made? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's do a quick Google. When did the Drama Sultan book series start? Uh, Drama Sultan. Okay, and also. I, I only recently figured out who I only recently found who. Oh, it was two thousand. It was two thousand. Two thousand. All right. Oh yeah, it, it was an it was an Italian series of books. Cool, cool. I thought it was American. <laughs> yeah, I only recently I found out like I, I thought it was American too. I only recently found out like two three months ago that it it was written by an Italian uh, lady, like a sixty year old Italian lady, mm-hmm. and I'm like, whoa, holy shit. Buongiorno. Buongiorno to that lady. Oh yeah, good. Thank, thank you for making you know everyone's childhoods. I guess. Speaking of childhood, wasn't there like uh what other books were there? Wasn't there like something like Captain Underpants like that? And uh, Diary yes. of the Wimp- Diary of Wimpy Kid. Ah uh, yeah, Wimpy Kid. I I never read those. I didn't really care about the movies much. I only checked out the movies recently, but the first book I I, I again I didn't read it. The first version I I saw was an audiobook on the library. Because oh. remember, because back then we like whenever we used to go to the library, experimentally, I borrowed an audiobook to see how it works. We had like a CD player and shit back in the day. Back okay. in the day, like what, 
10, 11. So, so yeah, we read, like, we listened to the entire audiobook uh, read out for us. It was awesome. And then recently again, I checked out the book. It's not as fun as the audiobook. It's not as fun. I just imagine the voice actor of Mamir from God of War for just reading out the book. Uh, no, it felt like uh, someone in his early 20s reading the book. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And since then, I... Since then, I were, if, I were to get a, if I were to get an audiobook, right, I want, to, I want to get one that is voiced by... Uh, what's his name? Stephen Fry. Right. <laughs> Stephen fucking Fry. Do you even know who that is, Stephen Fry? Uh, what's his? Um, let me double check on who he was. He's just, just to he's, confirm. Sure. He um he audiobook ah, narrated the yeah, Harry Potter him. books. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. Um, I feel like he's one of the best uh, narrators there is. Okay, but who, if which audiobook would you get? I'm not really sure. Um. <laughs> Maybe something voiced by Alistair Duncan. He does audiobooks? Uh, he does one of God of War, I think. Um, some, and other book series. I'm not sure what. Uh, it was, he's done one of uh, God of War audiobook, but I'm not sure. Because hmm. when, when I played the game on my uh, dad's friend's PS4, I had like a save file and all, right? Like, yeah. I, would just, like I would just like, why you... While rowing the boat, right, I could hear like, um, like the conversation going on, right. Uh, Mamir uh, is just talk- like his voice is like it's so soothing yet very entertaining to listen to. Like, like the way he tells stories, it's like it has a certain charm to it. Uh, that and he's the guy who voiced the new Kratos in God of War. No, no, he voiced a, a side character. He voiced the talking head. <laughs> oh, wait, in uh, the old games or like the t- the twenty eighteen one. The 2018 one. Um, he plays uh, Alistair Duncan voices the character Mimir, the, mm-hmm. the one who knows all like that. Yeah. Uh, and when we were first introduced to the character, he was like trapped in a tree that is enchanted by Odin, that not even Thor's hammer can break it. Huh. Oh yeah, I, I keep forgetting that like, you know, um, God of War is based in Nordic Greek mythology. But then they moved to Norse mythology for the fourth one. But it was like Easter eggs of like other mytho- other pantheons. Because uh, you know that the original trilogy was uh, set in Greek mythology. Yeah, I know. Uh, and boobs. <laughs> God uh, of what? Lots of boobs. Uh, Aphrodite. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Move right stick to Frost. <laughs> oh goodness! Taken from behind. <laughs> Aphrodite was really sexy, though. Taken from behind, you get two thousand gems. It was, more, it was more of orbs, not gems. Orbs, orbs, right? There was a lot of sex mini games in, in the early uh-huh. games. Uh, uh, for some uh, reason, kids wanted that. Wait, no. God of War was rated mature. It was rated right? M. It was rated M for sexual content and like gore. Duh. But then I mean, what about we're we're talking about God? We're talking about a guy who brutally killed the entire Greek pantheon. Yeah, and hooks up in his free time. So it's The Witcher. Oh yeah, The Witcher. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's Witcher, Witcher but Greek. You can choose to hook up with uh, Yennefer or Triss Marigold, right? 
I I choose to hook up with that one guy. Can I wait? Can wait. I can I hook up with the bard from the TV show? <laughs> Toss a coin to your witcher. Oh, value plenty. Yes, that guy. Oh, value plenty. Oh. <laughs> yep, that one. That one. Can I hook up with that guy? <laughs> he's quite different. He's quite different in the video game, but uh, you can. I don't know. Nice. I I, I don't think I don't Same think I don't I don't think you can. I I don't know if you can or not. <laughs> I mean I'm, I mean the bard was like a homewrecker. Hmm. And plus I'm I'm guessing if that was a thing in the game, it wouldn't be you know sold in Singapore because Singapore banned Mass Effect. Uh, wait. Sex. Wait, they banned Mass Effect? I think for a certain period of time they banned the Mass Effect trilogy because you know you could. Uh, like the main character be a, could be a girl, and then you could bone other girls, oh. girl on girl. So yeah, could could ban. Huh. I think I don't know, but now since you know Steam came uh, out, if I'm not wrong. Um, France, right? Um, yeah. They banned the Witcher. They banned the Witcher game because of like how, like there were some missions on how, uh. Geralt was like rewarded by Triss or Yennefer with sex, right? Yeah. So uh, I guess that's the reason. I I think that was the reason why the game was banned from France for a certain period. Su- How surprising! I'd I'd be interested to know if France or like any other country banned the Assassin's Creed games because they deal with actual historical events. Like, what if France banned Unity or or UK banned Syndicate? I have no idea. No, like, what if, right? Because, like, it's set in a historical event from that country. Mm. So, like, maybe friends could be like, hey, we don't want to portray ourselves in a bad light, even though this actually did happen. Bam! Or something. Imagine Germany uh, banning Wolfenstein. I feel like Germany would ban Wolfenstein. <laughs> even, but then, hmm... Oh, but can you imagine, like, in World War Two era, if Wolfenstein was released in World War Two, like, imagine all the Americans just buying Wolfenstein just to be like, "Ha I killed Hitler." <laughs> I'm not wrong. There's two different. T- there's two different continuities to Wolfenstein. There, yeah. There's the main Wolfenstein. There's also the rebooted one. I'm guessing. Yeah. The main one had a mech- had a mecha Hitler or something. Mecha Hitler, right? And like, the new one, like the head of like the head of Hitler in like a glass jar in a mecha suit. Man, it software really knew how to like mess with you. Uh do the original Doom Two had an Easter egg where if you jump through the final boss, you get the founder of it software's head on a stick. Oh yeah, John Romero's head on a stick, and that was his weak spot. That was the boss's weak spot. Oh yeah, I think I've seen that before. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what John Romero's doing right now. I feel like like he's 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 still there. He's still giving interviews. Not sure what he's doing now. One of the founders of it Software works works on Oculus now. He, he headlined oh, Oculus. That's cool. That's cool. Actually, no. Oh wait, actually, I, I know. Doom Three was delayed because the found because one of the co-founders left to go pursue Oculus. Oh, huh. Which is why Doom Three was shit. Speaking of Oculus. Ready player one? Hell perfect segue to high five through the screen. Okay. So perfect segment. <laughs> perfect segue. Good job, Hamza. You're getting better. You have learned well, young Padawan. 
Thank you, my master. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This new, new, new gold deep as a Darth Vader. <laughs> All right. Okay. In yeah, case, well, Lord Vader. And in case it wasn't obvious, we kind of <sighs> made an entire topic because Hamza and I just want to talk about Ready Player One. <laughs> there's a new book coming out in November. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the book, though. I really like the book. There was like a lot of. It's like how to say, um, like I know the I know the movie is like supposed to be like more of like a like a shorter version of the book, right? Like like in any other movie that's based on a book, right? Yes. Um, there were a lot of things left. There were a lot of differences. I can that I can tell from both movie and book like that. Okay. Well, unlike unlike Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings, there are very subtle differences. Ready mm. Player One, however, had a lot of major differences. Same thing with Percy Jackson, but we'll talk about that. Uh, later. Percy, Percy Jackson, and what else? Uh, Miss Peregrine and her peculiar children. Ooh, okay. I haven't watched that. That that that, that one has that one has a lot of differences, and uh, there's a fourth book coming out as well. Ooh. All right. So, I, oh, is it in sale already? I'm not sure. Hmm. Okay, so earlier in the week, um, w- when we were discussing about topics, Hamza said the book was better. I said the movie was better. Let's talk about that. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, all right. I mean, the book doesn't make the villain a pushover. Who Sorrento? Yeah. <sighs> really? I I I don't I don't think he was I, a pushover in the movie either. I mean, he was just a generic bad guy. <laughs> No, like in the movie, he's like he seemed a bit, a bit pathetic sometimes. I don't know. Uh, a little he bit. A bit. He felt a bit pathetic. Like, I don't know. Again, he was very generic. He didn't really have much power. I think and the TJ Miller character you know, had more power. You know how there's like a race sequence, right, on how to get to the end in order to get to the first key, right? What was it called? Uh, the um, let's just call it the first race sequence, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. What about that? In the book, uh, you know the this the VR thing was actually can be used for like going to school actually. Like, so the Oasis was also used for like school shit yeah. instead of just being. And Parcival, um, the main character, um, uh-huh. he had he didn't have much money and couldn't invest much on uh what a, um. He couldn't invest much. Uh, on, like, no, no, uh, like, no, no, like, uh, like, like saving money, like, because although he he's able to like gain, lose like that, but he has to like, uh, like with his friends and all like that, um, that he met on the Oasis, mm-hmm. uh, he has to use his money in order to, to teleport himself back to school because, uh, like he's he still be in different areas like that. That's why. So, oh, so the book has him lead a double life, like school and also the badass from the Oasis. Um, some no, he wasn't really a badass yet. He was like more like, uh, getting getting to the grounds of the Oasis like that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, like trying out each like trying out levels with the, well, what was what was the big dude's name? The Shining level. No, no, um. Well, Which one? Me... The first, wait, second, or third? Wait, 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 hold on. Let me double check the characters. So it's Artemis H. Uh, Daito Show. That's it. Uh, hold up. Um, let's see. Uh, 
think so. Uh, hold on. Artemis is the love interest. H is the gay one. Uh, Daito and Joe are the kids. Ah, uh, yeah. H. It was H. My bad. Um, H. All right. Uh, so what about it? Uh, if I'm not wrong, uh, uh, they, each was the one that uh Parcival hangs out with like that, uh, to do the uh fighting in certain levels in the oasis like that. Uh, uh huh. Yeah, that's again. that's been established in the movie as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it wasn't elaborated uh, as well as in the they film. also go to school together as well in the oasis. Hmm. Um, that would have been wrong. an interesting take for if the movie. I'm, if I'm not wrong, I just I'm. If I'm not wrong, I need to double check. Um, sure, sure. I, um, but here's the thing, though. Um, Parsifal was like looking to the the riddles left by uh James Halliday, was it? Halliday, yeah. Um, he was looking to the riddles like that, and just like thinking, like, what what could it mean? What like what could it mean? Then he's then he thought. Then the the hint made him think. Uh, like it's a diff- it's it's a different hint compared to the race one it's like something about uh learning or something on where it all starts and then he's uh, like where he nearly fell off his chair like that <laughs> he nearly fell off his chair like uh, when he he thought maybe it could be in school like that right right so he like explores around uh his school area and finds uh and finds a cave right that cave it's not a cave. Uh, it's not a bad cave, and he didn't have much item, so he had to fight through the monsters like that. And there was a boss battle, right? Uh huh. And then that was when he received the first key. Oh! Oh in my school. God! That was the first key in school, in his very school, in the oasis. Huh. Which is which is much different compared to the movie one, on how he got the first key. Wasn't, and yeah, because he because he was, was just and because he was in the cave, uh, yeah, it, because and because he was uh in the cave, right? It blocked all uh, communication with the world chat like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when he got out, uh, he like looked through, and then his eyes widened. His name on the top board. Oh my god! I mean, yeah, same with um the movie. Um, That's cool. Who's the other character? Um. Uh. Artemis? No, not Artemis. The the two ninjas. <laughs> Daito and Sho. Ah, Daito and Sho. Um, I'm not sure who. Uh, it, I'm not sure who was the one that. Uh, ah, it was Daito. Um, uh, wait, what happened to Daito in the movie again? He dies. Yeah, oh, no, but how just? Ah, uh, he. He dies in a Gundam, didn't he? Yeah, no, he turns off into a Gundam and tries to fight the giant T-Rex boss the Sorrento uh, uh, puts out. In the Mechagodzilla, book, yeah. right, right. In the movie. In the movie? Wait, how did, how did Daito... In, um, in, hold on. In the movie, Sorrento releases Mechagodzilla to fight, like, you know, everyone trying to get the third key. Um... And then what happens is, like, I think Daito turns into a Gundam to fight the Mechagodzilla. Oh, yeah. And just, yeah, just as he was going to lose, he bought them time enough to, you know, um, to breach everyone. So he, so he kept Godzilla busy while everyone was trying to break through this barrier that he put over the last key. 
，一周带到带，带带到带，怎么说？ I'm、just trying to because I remember from the book, right?、Um, the way Daito right died, right?、Um, he、uh, he was trying to protect Sho, if I'm not wrong,、um, from the I the ice the IOIs. What are they called again? The Sixers, right? The IOI, right? Um, uh, if I, he was trying to protect、uh, Sho, but he used an item called the Ultraman item, where he turned to fucking Ultraman. Instead、Ultra. of a Gundam,、hmm. instead of a Gundam, he turned to fucking Ultraman, man. I mean, same, uh, very, very similar books and movies with that aspect,、yeah. Gundam.、Ultraman. Because in Ready Player One, in the book, right, there's a you know, there's a world there's a world called the Tokusatsu world, where you can find all like the Kamen Super Sentai stuff like that,、mm-hmm. even like and earn items like that, similar to that and such. A lot of people dislike the book. Like people who have, I don't know, either watched the movie or have read the book. They have, they dislike the book because they, because I think, I think Ernest Klein, the writer, he was kind of this, this. This is my theory, so I'm, I'm, I'm completely wrong about this. Okay. Um, I feel, I feel like he was a little bit unsure if people would get the references that, that he's talking about. So immediately after a reference, he would just go on and on for like a page or something about what that reference is. Yes or no? <laughs> More or less, yeah. So if that's gonna be, I mean, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. He's trying to, he's trying to make, he's trying to like please all types of references, though. That's the thing. Uh huh. Right. Right. He's trying to do for every single reference, like movie, video games, everything. Hmm. Oh, and speaking、oh. of which, uh, you wanna know how Daito died in the book? Yeah. He was pushed off the building. For、oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> Uh, like wait, the six, the Sixers were they barged into his house. They know、oh, he, he dies in the book. Like、yes. he actually, he real life dies. Yes. Whoa. Okay. Like the Sixers, they found out who he was. They found out who he was. And, Yikes. And then they pushed him off the building, and he was living in a very tall apartment complex. Ooh. And Sho was very horrified. So Ready Player Two will have no Daito, I'm guessing. Yes. All right, all right. That's why Sho was very horrified when he found out that Daito died. Oof. Huh. That that that's another difference from the movie.、Mm. Mm. And there was no like resistance against like、uh, the Sixers and, and、uh, what's his name?、Uh, Sorrento. Yeah, Sorrento. There was no like resistant force or anything. Like they were all just regular kids just trying to have fun. Really, I mean, the the movie plant the movie plays it out so it's like the Sixers versus the Gunters, us versus them kind of thing. Yeah, but at the end of the day, yeah, it's still a、oh, race. There was, also, there was also a sequence where, like Parsifal, right? He managed to infiltrate the Sorrento's like、uh, holding cell place. That that's also that's also a thing as well. Yeah, in in the movie, because Artemis、And、was trapped in a holding cell. Parcel had to break her out, but but in the book it's more like he let himself get captured, but in a different name. He had a different name and idea like that. So he's like, how to say, um, like he's trying to find every single dirt he can on Sorrento and stuff while being captured. And when he 
and he uses like uh, a code that he found like somewhere around the oasis like that to help him escape the holding cell get into disguise leave but also like having well uh reali realizing he was still wearing the flip-flops he had while in the holding cell and his ear was bleeding Ooh, yikes so he had to quickly so he had to quickly hide and just quickly take off like that and try to find a safe place in order to talk to Percival, Ace, and Cho. Hmm. Okay. But looking back now between the book and the movie, we can all agree that the movie has plot holes. It has a lot of plot holes, yes? Mm, it kind of does. For, for example, it yada yada's past the explanation of like, the, in, in the movie, there's this, there's this scene where Sorrento is confronted by Wade and, and someone else, I, I think Daito or something. No, mm -hmm. I think it's show. Wade and show, but then mm -hmm. they were using their IRL skins, but oh. they, they explained it by like, oh, he's just stuck in a suspended animation. He didn't log out at the Oasis yet. So that wasn't me threatening him. That was me as, that was me as Parcival as Wade threatening him. Get it? Hmm. Uh, could you explain that again? I'm... Okay. Well... Because Sorrento was, okay, he was stuck in between the Oasis and IRL, right? Mm. So yeah. people in the Oasis could still reach him. Mm. Wade, a parcel, he used that to give him his own real-life skin, right? So, mm. he, so Sorrento was still in the Oasis. So yeah. he gave himself his own real-life skin and, pulled, and held a gun to Sorrento's head and demanded information. Sorrento thought this was IRL. Oh yeah, I remember. But in reality, it was all happening in the Oasis. Get it? <laughs> mm, I remember. I remember that. It was from the movie, right? That's the movie. Uh, but yada yada past how that happened at all. It was just, oh, he just stuck in suspended animation. Like, what the fuck? What does that mean? Can you, can you exploit glitches like that? Doesn't Halliday have, like, you know, countermeasures put in place for this? Probably. It's a huge MMO, come on. Probably, but yeah. And uh, in, Mech in the Mecha Godzilla fight, right? The book? Yeah, in the book. It wasn't like the, the what's his name? The Iron Giant. It wasn't the Iron Giant. It was Ultraman. Ah, oh, man. I mean, yeah, it, it makes sense because uh, Warner Brothers is the one who did the movie version, so they can't use Ultraman, don't have the rights. Iron Giant it is. Kind of sucks, though. Eh, but it's, it's still had the same amount of feels as it is in the book and the movie. Because the book, anything oh, goes. The book, anything goes. In the movie, Warner Brothers was, was tied to the only properties that they held. Mm, yeah, true. So, Batman, Mortal Kombat, you know, Iron Giant, so on and so forth. Oh, uh, and you know how Parcival uh, gets an extra life, that one? Yep. It wasn't from the, what was uh, Halliday's friend's name? Ah, shit. The Collector. He has a uh, name. Shit. It's, it's the Collector, but he has a name. Yeah, um, I know. Uh, let's just call him the Collector for now. Okay. Although there's, <laughs> let's just call him the Collector for now. Although there's a Mortal Kombat character called Collector. Anyway. Uh, um, um, uh, wait, in the book, right? He was playing up. He was playing a Pac-Man game. Uh -huh. like, he was trying to do like a, I would say, like until like the very last level, kind of like a Donkey Kong. Kind no, uh, what 
What's his name? The guy who got uh, exposed for cheating on his speedrun on Pac-Man. I forgot his name. Exposed for cheating on his speedrun on Batman. That's that's not something Pac-Man, in the Pac-Man. Pac-Man. That's not something in the movie. So I'm not sure. Uh, okay. What about him? Uh, what's his name? Billy Mitchell. Ah, uh, Billy Mitchell. That's an actor. Wait, was it? I forgot. Isn't Billy Mitchell an actor? Um, because um, he was told that he was told there was something that was like a secret between mm-hmm. uh, playing the Pac-Man game and the Oasis, right? Yeah. Uh, he plays it until the very end, and then that's when uh, it, like it was like black screen on it, right? Then he yeah. receives, then he receives, then a coin appears. That's more bullshit than you know the collector just giving him a coin in the movie. That just but seems he, more bullshit. But that, but that was, but he went through hours like that, where he, where he has to do like some exploit like that to make it, uh, to keep himself safe because it's it took him days, days, uh. literal days to find out what is the secret. Even, even he didn't even care whether H or uh H or Artemis got like the second key like that. Mm. Oh, okay, that's cool. That's interesting. So, so it, once he got uh, the. Once he got the coin, right? He picks it up, but he couldn't interact with it. Like it was stuck in his inventory. Uh huh. So that's oh. when you. So that's when you realize it was a new life. Uh-huh. Uh, when the, I think it was the explosion thing happened. I think. Uh, I forgot it was a doomsday device. Yeah. No, he did. Yeah. The that it was a doomsday device. Yeah. Uh, same thing happened on the. Same thing happened. The movie. Book, uh, book. Yep. The movie. So okay, in the movie. Uh, the collector just gives him a coin because you know yada yada. He solved the cube. Now nah, he just now nah, he he solved the clue. Here's here's a coin or something. So, okay. Some people some people think that oh because the collector won- wants Wade to be the rightful owner of the oasis because like you know good at heart and he's actually trying and whatnot. Mm. But then when you look at it like face value in the movie, he's like, what the fuck? How how does he deserve the coin in the movie? <laughs> So this one, there's actually a reason as to why he got the coin. The book, the book makes it uh, makes the the way he earns the coin much more better compared to the movie. Yeah, and plus, I think a lot. Of, oh yeah, no, it's not a lot of people. The movie itself, it hit the fact that it was an extra life until Sorrento freaking destroyed the entire oasis. Yep. Like and. So Parcival's the only one who's alive and like, what the hell? Oh, it's an extra life. Whoa, plot device. <laughs> because plot convenience plot. Uh, yeah, true. Alright, so, okay. Um, I, I, I might check out the Ready Player One book. I need to, oh yeah, fun fact. Um, <laughs> uh, when you get like a little scuffle with his friends, H and Ar- Artemis and all, like he like... He gets, like he... 
No, no, that he cut off all connection with them for a time being. Uh-huh. Um, like he's been trying to do things on his own, like that, and finding the other keys, and then he still can't. Interesting. Um, and there are times when a man has to be when a man is lonely. What are you implying? <laughs> uh, he got a sex doll. Who? Wade? Nice! <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Thank goodness that was cut out. It was unexpected, but hey, he was legal, so. Uh, kinda. I don't, okay. Uh, I don't I think, get. I think, the, uh... I think it was 18 in the book. Both him and Artemis. H, ah. I think, was, H, I think was a bit younger. I'm not sure. Um, 16, 17. Yeah. Taito and Cho are the youngest people, so like yeah. 9, 10. Yeah. Probably, watch, probably watching PewDiePie right now, so... 9-year-olds! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that was the thing with the book. Okay, Something I don't get with both the book and the movie is why do you make bodysuits for the Oasis? Like, why does the Oasis have bodysuits? Like, the headset is... The VR headset is one thing. That treadmill thingy is another thing. Why do you need a bodysuit to feel everything? Oh, in the... It's all you're just going to feel is in the pew, book, pew In the book, right, um, like, Parzival at first started out with the headset, uh, gloves, and treadmill only. That's uh-huh. all. He only started out with that, because that's the cheapest he could buy. The bodysuit is the most expensive one. And due to him, oh, yeah. uh, due to him earning a lot on... Uh, due to him with... Due to his the fame... Due to his fame of earning the first key, getting all of... Like the shit ton of coins he, uh, he used that to buy uh, the holy the hand bo- grenade and the bodysuit. Holy hand grenade, Zemeckis Cuban bodysuit. That's the movie. I'm not sure about the holy hand grenade, but I'm, no, I know he bought the suit, uh, suit for the with the coins. Okay, but, but what's the what's the use for a suit? What do you think? This is where we get out of the book and movie debate and versus like, you know, IRL, what's the actual use of a suit? Immersion, man. Immersion. <laughs> but I mean, okay, say you're playing an FPS, like a multiplayer FPS. Wouldn't just a suit be painful to wear? Like, wouldn't the suit just give you all the bullets entering you? So, it, like, it wouldn't kill you, but, like, you'd still feel the pain? As I'm done with bullshit. Well, no. I mean... Like... Can- that's penetration, but quite painful. No, well, yeah, you know, the suit can't kill you. Like, if you die in the game, you don't die in real life. But won't the bullet impact, you know, cause some damage to your tissues? Mm. You understand where I'm going with this? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I'm not sure about damage-wise, though. Like, they... They made it mostly as a joke, um, with uh, like you know Sorrento having a uh, like a bodysuit. You know, uh, Parzival kicks him in the nuts. The actual guy gets hurt. So by that logic, wouldn't you know? Um, wouldn't gunfire hurt everyone who has a bodysuit? Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah. So why the hell is a bodysuit a good purchase? <laughs> mm. I mean, I mean, some people want some immersion, so I guess. 
Yeah, and plus the ad in the movie is just like, I can feel it all. Every gunshot, every punch. <laughs> just imagine the freaking star platinum. Oh no, 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 no. Oh no, yeah, no. Just yeah, put put those idiots who want a bodysuit in a JoJo meme. In like every JoJo adventure episode, you'll just get pummeled down to extinction. Or shot down by a Tommy gun. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, there was just a... open fire on him with a minigun. <laughs> There was a scene in part two where, like, uh, one of the Joestar, JoJo's of the Joestar family, Joseph Joestar, uh, he pulls That's a lot of Joes. <laughs> but, you, but, but you forgot one more Joe. Joe what? Mama. <laughs> 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 this podcast is over. Bye. <laughs> oh, goodness. Mm, Jacob. Ah, goddammit. Uh, he confronts a vampire, right? Yeah. Com- uh, who was once like a, a friend of his family like that mm-hmm. and of his like godfather Robert O E O Speedwagon. Um uh like the vampire was about to attack, right? But then oh you think so? Pulls out a zombie gun and he's like, What the fuck? <laughs> like he just he just opened fire in the, like onto the vampire and just launches him into a cafe. Uh-huh. Like, he just kept shooting until he had no ammo. Hmm. And then his friend, who was, like, in the cafe, like, taking cover, he was like, I know he's loony, but this is nuts. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Books turn to movies. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. Let's talk about the bad movies. What are I the mean, worst books to I movies? mean, there are some good examples, like uh, Harry Potter, uh, Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit. That's true. Uh no, the Hobbit. Uh, I beg to differ. Man, I I beg to differ with the Hobbit. They turned a freaking two hundred page. Where's my Where's my copy of the Hobbit? There you go. Oh, you have it. They turned a two hundred page book into a free movie. Seven and a half hours of films of nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. <laughs> the J.R.R. Tolkien white guys. Oh no no seriously, I. I actually bought the book after the first movie came out. I read it. It's this big. This is just a box set as well with, like, you know, pretty-ass art. This is just a box set. The original book is, like, what? Less than 300 pages? How did they stretch it to seven and a half hours of movies? I have no goddamn idea. A five-page battle took an hour of CGI. Five pages. That battle was... Battle of the Five Armies was over in five pages. It took an hour of CGI for that and for that five pages to get put on screen. Why would Tolkien make make the Battle of the Five Armies in five pages? It's a little bit. I mean, he could he could describe everything with five pages, right? True, but that... <sighs> not okay. sure. Um, uh, like. I'm not sure if it's five pages or like an entire chapter. Like the, like the, battle, the battle of Hogwarts took like what? It, like two chapters? A lot more than that. Uh, I have not read the books. <laughs> the Harry Potter books. So, that's, so seeing as how a final battle is like five pages is like a little bit... How say? I, I, okay, I, dude, take what I say with a grain of salt. Because I, I, I'm mostly speaking in hyperbole here. Hyperbole. Okay. <laughs> okay, then fine. I'm speaking very hyperbolically because, like, right. again, it's a 300-page novel. They stretch it out to like more than 
seven hours and millions of dollars of books. Uh, millions of dollars of movie. Wait, wasn't Game of Thrones based on a book until they had yes, to change it, it in season yeah, seven? It was. Actually, they had to change. They had to change from the book in season seven. Really? Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, but I because the because the book is still ongoing for some yep. fucking reason. I mean, it's it's still a decent. Uh, what's it called? Um, what's 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 the name? It's still a decent fantasy series. The Witcher is also based on a book as well. Mm-hmm. The Witcher is well, also a book series. It's a book before, series to a game to a TV. Yeah, it was made from a book to a game to a TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay, right now Harry Potter. Let's not talk about the books because right now J.K. Rowling is getting a bad rap on Twitter. She's because... constantly shitting on the her legacy. Oh no. Yeah, first admitting the guy from Fantastic Beasts and Dumbledore are gay, and then going Wait, going across who? and say, Percy Jackson. No, the guy from Fantastic Beasts. There's a guy from Fantastic Beasts. Grindelwald. Yes, Grindelwald and Dumbledore are gay. Oh. Uh, Snape is a fuck. I don't know. I, okay, I'm I, I'm not wait, I'm not sure about Snape. Wait, Snape is what? No, I'm not 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 sure about Snape. He she also went along to say that oh, uh, wizards used to shit on the floor. What? I wish I was joking. Wish I was joking, honestly. Um, yeah, right. Right now, uh, Rowling is just constantly mangling her legacy as to what it was to what it is now. That sucks. Um, but hey, what's she been doing? Hey, she's rich as balls. So, eh, uh, who do we know? Feels a little she's... bit disrespectful to her own creation, though. Yeah, no, it's it. It honestly sucks. It makes sense for like, okay, say you're an actor. It makes sense to be disrespectful of like the things you've been a part of, right? Because I'm guessing, um, I'm guessing, okay, Halle Berry. If, if, if you're telling me that she respects Catwoman even though she was a part of it, nah. Even she outright says that Catwoman's a shit movie. Yeah, I mean, there are some actors who, like, didn't like how the how the things were directed, like Star Wars, um, um, what's, his, what's his name? Hugo Weaving for the first three Transformers movies as the voice Oops. of Megatron. Uh-huh. Hugo Weaving like, was for Megatron, huh? Yep, the Red Skull was Megatron. Nice. That that's where I that's where I, I heard that name before. Red Skull. That's cool. And also the guy from and also the guy from Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was Sam Witwicky. Oh yeah. Indiana Jones' son. Yep. That was the uh, first Indiana Jones movie I watched. Same. Um, what was that? Um. Hugo Weaving acted as the Red Skull, Megatron, uh, okay, Agent, so... Agent Smith. Oh. oh, okay, okay. Mr. Anderson, we've been expecting you. I I only remember the Jax Films meme about the uh, the Matrix ones. H- have you seen that? Uh, no, I've not. Um. Anyways, what was I saying? Um. Hugo Weaving. I'm guessing he stood up for people who are talking shit about Star Wars's new direction. No, no, no. Um, Hugo Weaving. Uh, during his time, under uh, when he was uh, like voice acting as Megatron, right? Uh-huh. Like the only time he's ever talked to Michael Bay, right? Was that was like through Skype, like that. And only when he was doing his lines, right? Uh, when doing his lines, he he just he was like a like going to school kind of thing, like mm. he just. It was just a job. 
Mm, like, like he didn't feel like a connection like that. Like he didn't mm. feel much connection to the actors because I didn't Again, like didn't one guy have, in a voice. He didn't have. He didn't. Yeah, he didn't have much connection with the director like that. He only had. Uh, he only managed to talk to him through like the Skype call of that, and not in person though, which kind of sucks for him because he wanted to like uh go in depth with him in person, but in Skype call it just feels limited by that. To him, uh, so that's why he he left after the third movie. Yikes! Well, and Frank Walker returned as the voice of Megatron. Wait, who? The, Frank Walker, the original voice of Megatron in the old TV series. Yeah, I'm guessing he was also trampled upon by Michael Bay's production. Uh, no, not really. But his voice, his voice portrayal of Megatron has improved a lot since his first appearance. Well, um, no shit. He has he has grown as a character as, and as a person. Yes, yes, he has. That's like saying James L. Jones used. That's that's that's, that's like saying James L. Jones. James L. Jones voiced Mufasa better than twenty nineteen. Like James, James L. Jones. <laughs> James L. Jones voiced Mufasa better than the Lion King twenty nineteen remake than the nineteen ninety four remake because you know he's older. Mm. I mean, there are like many old actors like who's. Who have like whose voice is like very well renowned, right? Uh, J.K. Voice... Simmons. Yeah, J.K. Yeah. Simmons, for example. Like, like, yeah. Um, Ian McDermott for Emperor Palpatine, right? His voice has changed a lot over time, right? Like to the point he can sound really demonic as the Emperor. Like, like in person he's like a kind-hearted soul, like that. But when he goes into the Emperor, he's. I am the voice of the devil, like that kind of thing. Ah, yeah. I feel like a lot of the like the most memorable voice actors are goddamn down to earth and one of the best people there are, right? Mm. Like Mark uh, Hamill, for example. Mark Hamill, Ian McDermott, uh, what up? Who else? Um, uh, uh, James o- James Earl Jones. Uh huh. Uh, Frank Walker, Peter Cullen for Ultimus Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, I get. There's, there's not a lot of people because right now voice acting is mostly a thing that like Hollywood actors do. There's no designated voice actor person right now. I not guess my. Oh yeah, the video not game in the, industry. Not, not in the video game or anime industry. Oh yeah, video games and anime industries. You guys are stuck to the roles that you know you make. So if you're a voice actor, uh, you're gonna be a voice actor. For, all uh, for example, Chris Christopher Sabat, right? Mm-hmm. He he like made. It. His voice is very iconic as the voice of Vegeta, Prince of All Saiyans. Ooh. Uh, Kellen Goff, voice of Funtime Freddy from Sister Location. He, he started there. Right now, he, like, one of his proudest achievements, I'm guessing, is he voiced one of the zombies in Last of Us 2. <gasps> he like, did? He, like, he, he, he did the growls of, like, the zombies from Last of Us 2. Just, from there <laughs> to here. Just, like, I just imagine him in the recorder like, <laughs> Yeah. That, that that that's basically it. Like he's he's good at that. And also Kellen, he voiced a lot of anime as well. Not sure. He's like his voice acting reel has shown a few anime here and there. Hmm. Like he voiced dubs uh, as well. Solid. So yeah. Voice oh, actors. Wait, do you like... know um you know My Hero Academia, right? Uh-huh. Um uh, there's a character named All Might, right? Um uh-huh. uh, Christopher Sebat uh voiced the English dub version of him. Hmm. And I could like I could hear the hints of Vegeta, Vegeta <laughs> in his voice when he does the super moves, like 
Detroit smash United States. I could hear his inner Super Saiyan coming out. <laughs> I mean, all mine and Vegeta are like almost very, very similar in terms of like how their characters are being portrayed and like the no, powers and whatnot. Not really. Right? Vegeta is more arrogant compared to All Might. Like, but All Might, All Might is very humble despite his, like he, like although he knows he's very powerful, he knows he also has a weakness. We have, ladies and gentlemen, we have, uh, we have, uh, what's it called? We have uh, activated a voice actor nerd in Hamza right now. Fuck you. <laughs> no, 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 I'm serious. Like, as, a, as an aspiring voice actor yourself, um, it's, it's nice that, you know, you also know about, like, all the different things. Because, goddamn, hearing you listen to it, it's, I, I can imagine how hard it must be to differentiate between Vegeta and All Might. Like, they both mm. are super-powered gods. One is humble, one is arrogant. Vegeta is a super saiyan god, man. So is All Might. All Might is also a super-powered god. No, not really. He's a superhero. But he's viewed he's as a god. The, he's the number one hero. And he's like a role model. Uh, All Might is more of a role model, whereas Vegeta is someone Just who's, a god. No, no. Someone who's gone... To, who at first... Would, who would, Who is very ruthless and merciless at first, but has grown as a character to be someone who would do anything for his kind and family. Imagine, imagine what you said is exactly like what the uh, voice acting script is. All right, your voice you needed is someone who need who has gone through shit, but it's now a god complex. I'll just be like, okay, nope, I'm I'm out. Just pay me for a simple ass role next time. Okay. <laughs> uh, but the voice acting industry in Funimation has gone to shit since Monica real. Really? What happened to that? Uh, it happened last year, I think. Um. Monica Rio is like has been talking a lot of shit on a voice act, another voice actor, Vic Mignogna. Uh, how do you pronounce her name? I forgot. Um, like she's been talking a lot of shit on him to the point, like her accusations, uh, in the end were proven false. Huh. And Vic Mignogna, and there were, and here's the sad part. Like she wasn't the only voice actor that was bashing on Vic Mignogna. Really? Uh, Christopher Spad was one of them. Same goes with Sean Shimmel. Like, is... is, um, is like, in a bad way. Is the person, like, what? Um, not, like, not critic... Not lo- not respected in the industry? That's the word. Vic Minona? Yeah. No, he was quite... He was very well respected, though. Well, so what happened? I'm not sure. Monica Real is, like, I'll say, a salty bitch. <laughs> Eh, makes sense. People don't like, people didn't like her, don't like her as a, because although her voice portrayal is okay, although she what is- What characters has she done? Uh, Bulma from Dragon Ball Z, Froppy from um, My Hero Academia. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Although her, although her dub portrayals is good, but as a person, she's just a bitch. Like, I say she just wants to take she wants to take down some like to but she wants to take down someone's career like that. Hmm. Like when she was exposed for her accusations proving false. Uh that's why uh, that's because that's why many didn't like uh, Monica Rio because they're unsure whether she's telling you the truth or she's just lying again. Damn. Hmm. 
It's like she's just she's just digging herself a grave more and more. Like it's gonna be more than seven feet at this point. Hmm. I guess. Also, some some voice actors like sometimes with the projects that they're part of, like they would show for their products. Like they would show for the projects that they're part of a lot. Here's an example: Last of Us Two got leaked. Everyone was bitching about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Troy Baker, Joel's voice actor, he. He stood up and like made a very lengthy video, um, just you know, bashing on all those people who are just making fun of the leaks. Mm. They're like, "Hey, don't do that!" Like, "Oh, what? Why are you wasting time on this? It's so ad- like this hate is it is it as addicting as like, um, you know, smoking or whatever." <laughs> so he he went that's kind what, of that's very. That's what my is, has been trying to do with Big Manonia. What exactly? Like, oh, what you said just now? Like very pseudo, like pseudo wokeness, kind of, like pseudo philosophical. Uh, like how say, like making unnecessary hate to someone mm. who's done nothing wrong. Well, okay, The Last of Us Two deserves its hate. I'm, well, I'm being honest uh, with that. <laughs> I haven't seen the gameplay, so I'm not really sure. Really? Well, I haven't, I haven't seen the storyline yet, so I'm well, not really sure. As of the leaks, because the leaks have been out like a couple months before the actual game came out. Mm-hmm. So, like, the leaks proved how shit the story was. Alright? Like, um, a, a, a lot of people like it. And I, can, and I can see why a lot of people like it. But at the same time, it's not the best. It's, it's not as good as the first game. That's all. I mean, the first game has its own charm. That's the thing. Every, also, every, every game that, has, that starts out, right, has their own certain charm like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, how's it? Um, God of War. Well, it it immortalized itself as the hack, the brutal hack and slash game against mm-hmm. the gods, like that. Um, oh, hello, Fluffy. Hey, there's there's the cats. I was wondering where the cats were. Come on, come here. Yeah, come he's on. uh, he's beckoning the cat to come in. The cat will will not show up. The cat will not show up. Come on, come on. Come in. Come in. He's not gonna show up. Moving on. <laughs> um, He's just right beside me, though. Just lift him up, I guess, and put him next to you. Yeah, there you go. All right. Let's just hope he doesn't meow in the mic. Just put my mic there. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So, here's, so the example is last mm-hmm. the first Last of Us game. It was like it actually made you give a shit about the characters. Here with the second one. Bro, you okay? Why, Fluffy? Why? Something okay. happened just now. He gripped okay? onto my. He gripped onto the keyboard. Ah, is is the keyboard okay? Because I, I so. know how sensitive those those things are can be. I think so. My W key is coming out though. Oof! Time for you to get a new laptop, brother. I mean, we have we have talked about that a lot. <sighs> Speak. Yeah, no, it's okay, it's okay. Get a new laptop when you, when you feel like it, yeah? Hold up, let me turn on the light. Turn on the what? The light. Oh.
Okay, I'm back. Thank you. I was, I was, I was writing the notes on like the Discord chat, so I know when to get edit. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Okay, with, with the second game, they make you care about a character who's completely unlikable. And also, like, the way that everything ends, I'm not going to spoil it, right? It's ju- It kind of just uh, slaps you in the face for, like, sitting through, like, 15 to 16 hours. Well, 20, like, close to 30 hours of a campaign just for that to be the ending. You'll, you'll see it when you get to it. <laughs> uh, okay, then. I may, I may need to start from the first game, though. It's, 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 it's a solid uh, game. It's great. It is like you know graphically, story wise, but then it has plot holes. You can nitpick it. That's all. Mm, yeah. Right. So here's just like we can nitpick everything else. Say one of my favorite games right now, and one and a game that I won't shut up about: Doom Eternal. It's great, <laughs> like gameplays, visuals, music. It's great, but if you want to nitpick it, you can. Here's an example. The game forces you to play a certain way, instead of you know playing the way you want to. the di- The game's director has talked about that, saying that like, oh, there's um like, oh uh like, what if a lot of players just want to be like, hey, I only want to use one shotgun point blank and nothing else, and like not play with your system. And the and the game's director straight up told interviewers that like, I'm sorry, I'm not, you're not gonna like this game. Oh, that's just. Heartbreaking, because and, and he and he cites a lot of other games as as a reason for that. Like, okay, look at Fallout. You can do whatever you want, but then there's a certain way to play, right? Look at Mario. Do whatever you want, but then jump. You know, learn how to jump in Mario. Hmm. So I guess it makes sense with the way he's trying to go for, and also some of the mechanics. Just you know, they don't work. Some of the demons are a bit overpowered, so on and so forth. And also, it's it, it's been four months. Where's the soundtrack in, in software? Where's the eternal soundtrack? Motherfucker, where is it? Yeah, that's sad. Well, just hopefully it's it's gonna sound better than what we have with the collector's edition, which we talked about before. Like the the shitly mixed uh, soundtrack for, with, with with the collector's edition. All right, but moving back from games to now, what is your favorite book? Like book in general, right now. Oh, in general, I'm not really sure. I haven't read. I haven't read a book lately yet. All right. So, what kind of I books do you read now? Um, anything that comes to interest. Uh, like uh, what's what's that called? Um, that Minecraft book that you gave me. I could read. I'm. I will read that soon. Yeah, a couple months ago, I gave him a copy of the first Minecraft novel, Minecraft the Island. Um, still haven't read that. All right, yeah. for me, my my book taste has gone from like okay after the after I saw the first Percy Jackson movie, I wanted to get the book, so I got the books. I prefer the books now to the movie. The movie just fuck it, die. Um, thank God Rick is making a Disney Plus show for the Percy Jackson movie, uh, the books. So, from there, I moved to the Five Nights at Freddy's novels, like that. Um, right now, I can't really read the the new Five Nights at Freddy's books because I'm completely tuned out of the fandom, so it's just kind of boring to me. <laughs> like I've just gradually gone gone out of the fandom, so it's like it's just not that interesting to me anymore. And 
like the uh, like the natural storiness of it, it's kind of slow. I'm sorry for a bunch of short stories. I'm not sure mm-hmm. because right now I it's been a while since I actually took up a book and read. Right now, what I really like is uh, I don't know, like psychological thrillers and whatnot. Psychological thrillers. Yeah, psychological thrillers. I can recommend Mark Edwards. He's an author from uh, UK. He's great at making psychological thrillers. And also, I think the first book that I ever bought with Kindle, because right now I use ebooks. Yes, physical versus ebooks. Physicals are better, but then ebooks are more convenient, so shut up. <laughs> All right. The first ebook that I ever bought was Spider Man Hostile Takeover. It's a companion piece to the Oh, Spider-Man that was a PS4. Uh, you told me that before. It was about the PS4 game. Yep. And it's really good, that book. And I would recommend it to, any, to everyone. That's not my favorite book, but it's a good book. Say, to be honest, I don't have a favorite book, but one of one of my favorites is uh, the fourth Percy Jackson book, Battle of the Labyrinth. Exactly that one, yeah. Because the finale is a finale. The the first the first three set up for this, and the fourth one was just this like it was good. Like characters were introduced, um, and like arcs were started. Arcs were getting to a conclusion. You could, you know, they were given more depth close to the close to the end. That book had a lot of like you know character depth in it, so I like that. You okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm just stretching my body. Uh, oh yeah. Anyway, how's home based learning going? <laughs> Stuck for the entire semester, I'm guessing. Um, but there's still some days I can go to school. Oh yeah, definitely. So what have you been doing in your free time? Not much really. Either I'm drawing or sleeping. Okay, cool. Right now, um, uh, I mean, right now I'm mostly uh, not really drawing. I'm either uh, just watching YouTube. Ah, there you go. Um, yeah, he's he's taking out his sketchbook. You understand that this is an audio podcast, right, Hamza? So the viewers yeah, can't just, see anything. Just, just gonna show you. Wait, what is that? A little oh, one that's... page. I'm trying to make a one page comic like my last time. Hey, he's going back to making to drawing comics. Did you one, prefer pen and paper or iPads? <laughs> iPad. Is that even a question? <laughs> but as much as I like pen and paper, iPad that makes things makes some things easier though. Because pen and paper, I have very limited markers. True, true. And plus, you know, the shading is not that you know uh, uniform as compared to iPads. iPads, it it can be very very well controlled. Right, mm. um, and also the export quality will be better since you know, if say you're posting a comic that you drew both on a pen and paper and like an iPad, iPad you would get a high def image. Um, with if you're drawing it on a paper, your camera will slightly compress the quality. Correct. <laughs> um. So yeah, here's hoping that Hamza gets a new iPad, guys. If if so, podcast listeners, if you want to get Ham, if you want to help Hamza buy an iPad, there's a link in the show notes to a donate button. So one dollar gets him an iPad. <laughs> if you ra- if you raise enough money, Hamza can buy an iPad. And if we don't, I'll I'll beg on the streets. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, man. No, no, but for real though, you're a great drawer. So getting an iPad for you would be very nice to have. Like. 
to as as an extra layer. Well, not an extra extra layer, just as a a better tool for you to draw with, right? Mm. So yeah, here's hoping. Yeah. So yeah, here's to the new iPad. Have you been looking for an iPad anytime? Uh, my dad's friend told him of a place, but we'll check uh, when we have the time up. Hmm. All right. Meanwhile, what I've been doing in my free time is either watching YouTube videos or like uh, practicing how to produce audio properly. <laughs> and um, I, I got to say, this huh? You have made cursed audio. Oh no, no. Okay, he's he's referring to this one shit post of a video that I made on my YouTube channel where like I I sang your reality in a very your reality from Doki Doki Literature Club in a very monotone voice. And tried to and tried to tune it so like my 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 monotone ass voice hits the notes properly. It sounded as good as you expected would. <laughs> um, and plus, I didn't really knew I didn't really know how to use the uh, the thing properly. And plus, I was singing out of tune. Uh, well, not out of tune, out of out of pitch, not pitch time, out of time. Thank you. <laughs> but honestly. <laughs> Uh, nothing. <laughs> what was that? Uh, I, was sing- uh, I was just singing a song called Toki no Oja, which means King of Time. King of Time. <laughs> That's cute. I, I'll, I'll probably just uh, solo that audio when I'm editing, just just to hear it, just to hear it on my own. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> <You> okay. <laughs> I'm okay. All right. Choking on a piece of rice. Asian. <laughs> okay, <yo. laughs> okay. So yeah, mixing is honestly really, really difficult as as far as I'm concerned. Like right now, I'm like before before we started recording, I was mostly just uh mixing something on my own, just trying to see what I could do. Um, it's fun, but it's also very, very tedious. Because what I used to do was in in one in, in an hour. I could get a song completely done, like record, like mix it, and then done. Because I was using Audacity. Now I've upgraded to a better software, Reaper, and I've actually played nine. And I've and um, before you yell at me, I paid nine dollars for like a full license for it, like a premium license. For what? I paid ninety dollars for a premium license. What? Like. A- like a premium license to use the software like for free because it, it, it has an evaluation period of like a month or like three months or something. The moment my paycheck came, that's the first thing I paid for. And the biggest anime betrayal was it, it said like the price tag said 60 USD. So put that it's like $85. For some reason, I had to pay another $10 Singapore dollars. Because I, because I because American software I was not in America, that's like an extra fee or something. So I ended up paying sixty five USD or like ninety plus dollars. What the so, fuck? I mean, it's it's worth it, I guess. Because right now, if if I check my software right now, it instead of saying like. Oh, it's it's a demo version. It says like, oh, this it's licensed to my name for this use or something. And apparently, I get free updates and you know support an indie developer because it's the same guy I think 
who made an, another software that we use on Windows a lot. I'm not sure which one. Huh. So yeah, um, really, oh. not gonna say happy with my purchase, but like satisfied, I guess. Huh. Okay then. I mean, ninety dollars is not—it's not something to joke at. I wish I could yeah, spend. Yeah, I know it's not. Eh, but anyway, before we talk about my shitty spending habits, uh, <laughs> I, I'm kidding. I. It's, it's, it's not that I spend on dumb shit. It's just that I spend a... If, if I want something, I go all out on it. That's it. Like, if I want something and it makes sense, I go all out. That's it. All right, so then you do I'm you. Just, I mean, it's just another level of impulse buying. Because impulse buying is just, you know, you see something and then you don't even think twice you buy it, right? Mm-hmm. No matter how expensive it is. My level of impulse buying is I see it, I think long and hard, like I see it, I say yes. I try, I try, I try to think of reasons why I shouldn't buy it. I decide all those reasons are relevant, and I buy it anyway. Ah <laughs> uh, man, but some, yeah, but sometimes yeah. my impulse, sometimes some of those reasons are actually worth it. For example, say I want, uh, like a new poster or something. I'm gonna put it. I'm like my reasons are just gonna be like, where is it? Is it gonna be worth it? Am I gonna use it as much? It's like, would it look nice on a wall? No, it wouldn't. Move on. Like, would I care? Got that. I guess. I think right now, what I what I really want to save up for is a haircut because we both look like disheveled hobos. <laughs> <laughs> we both. I, I didn't even cut my hair once, man. You're kidding. You didn't cut your hair for like what three or four months? Uh, since February. Wow! <laughs> I got my hair once. I got my hair once. That's it. Like yeah, much. you were bald. Yeah, I, 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 I like my dad completely. Bald at age thirty-seven. Was it forty-seven? Bald at what? I ate like Charles Xavier. Yeah, that's Professor X. Unless you mean uh, Hitman Agent Forty-Seven. Uh, yeah, to, that too. <laughs> Watchdogs is over. Watchdogs breakfast. Yeah, kinda. Ooh, I think Watchdogs is free right now, isn't it? Wait, what? Watchdogs two. On it's Epic free Games. On Ep- I think Why so. Everything free, man. Epic just really wants you to use their site, dude. Epic Games, we know that your Fortnite sucks. Fuck off. I mean, no, Fortnite sucks. That's for sure. But Epic has some decent free, like, free shit every once in a while. GTA, for example. Yeah. Yeah, it, it has a lot like, of good like, shit. Uh, like, it's like they're saying, like, okay, we know Fortnite sucks, so we're just going to make every other game available to you for a certain period of time. Oh, yeah, definitely. But and if you, and if you manage to get that in a certain period of time, it's yours forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Forget about Fortnite. Think about these games only. <laughs> I bought Detroit Become Human on Epic Games first. Only to realize that six to seven months later, it's, it's on Steam. But here's the thing, though. I bought it cheaper on Epic Games. So, stop! <laughs> How much? What, what was the difference? Okay, I bought it. Okay, because when I bought it, it was one, it was pre-order. Two, it was like this year. It was this yearly Epic sale. Um, ep- epic Games sale, right? <laughs> so, I bought it at like the pre-order price was $30. Minus 10. So I bought it at like 20, 30, 30 Singapore dollars. Holy shit. 
because right now the retail price on Steam without discount is $40. 40, 40, 43 or 45. For Detroit Become Human. So suck it, Steam. Ha <laughs> ha. I mean, See? Steam, I mean, Steam, they have their stuff at a very high prices. Even the Steam sale doesn't make much of a difference sometimes. No, the Steam sale sometimes, did make a difference. Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, I guess. For so, certain right? games. It's a, well, because sometimes there, sometimes the same sale is either fifty percent, seventy five percent, or worse, ten percent off. Really? Because there, there are some games which you see which are like sixty to seventy percent off yes. on the Steam sales. There's a, but there's also but there's also games that are either like ten or twenty percent off, or like they're which, not discounted at all. Yeah. I mean, those even are if, even even if it's even even if it's a Steam sale, right? Like. Uh, there's still some games that are like not in the sixty percent off range. Mm-hmm. Like some of them, are, like I said, ten percent, twenty percent like that off. Really? Which wouldn't make much of a difference to the price. I mean, I bought most of my games on um on sales. Yeah, like most of my games, I I bought on sales. I because fun fact, Batman Arkham Knight on Steam right now. Okay, um. <laughs> Hi, yeah, he's he completely sunk down into his chest, so I can only see the mic in his head just t- like slightly poking out from it. Hey, and Hamza, just, and just tapping the cat. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I can see that. All right, <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> all right. So Arkham Knight, like the retail price, the base game was twenty bucks. Okay, but the base, but in a sale, I bought the game plus all its DLC for for thirteen bucks. That's the sale. (sighs) So yeah, like I guess the Steam Summer Sale this year was kind of a hit or miss. Like some some were good, some were not. I guess they never miss, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> you, you got, got a boyfriend, boyfriend that he doesn't kiss you. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's an old-ass meme, dude. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. It was, it was fun. But yeah, the Steam sale was kind of underwhelming this year. Like, there's not a lot of games which, you know, they went, that went on sale. Most of the, most of, like, their first recent releases, like Doom Eternal, Resident Evil, uh, Tekken, those went on sale like a lot. Their prices got slashed like a lot. Everything else was just kind of eh. Uh, not sure why, because right now, because with COVID, everyone's stuck inside, so if Steam wants to capitalize on something, now is the time. So might as well just discount the shit out of all the games and let everyone buy them and, and let their, the, you know, people will pay just hundreds of dollars to Steam and move on. No? Mm. I guess so. I know, it, it, it was just disappointing, that's all. Plus, a, a lot of their, a lot of EA's games are being put to the Steam as well. Mm. Like Mirror's Edge, Titanfall. Not Mirror's sure Edge? why. I should put Mirror's Edge, I should put Faith. In Faith my what? Ah uh, yes. No, but then that's that's a relatively obscure uh video game series, isn't it? It's a parkour game basically, but there is some lore to it. 
kinda, even though the law is not really there. Like it's it's just so- you versus a huge ass corporation or something. Mm, more or less, yeah. And plus, we're there for the gameplay, dude. No one gives a shit about Mirror's Edge's story. <laughs> yeah, true. Unless you Cat- care about unless you care about a few characters. Well, okay. The reboot Mirror's Edge Catalyst. I played that first. Eh, the controls were better than Mirror's Edge. I'm being honest here. The first Mirror's Edge, I bought it like for fun, and I wanted to try it. The controls were so shit. Like the controls were just not that smooth. So I immediately oh, okay. refunded it. Mirror's Edge Catalyst, however, the controls were much more responsive. Everything was very fluid and smooth. The story was just shit. That's all. I see. I see. So yeah, which which one should you get, Mirror's Edge or Mirror's Edge Catalyst? Just get Catalyst. Uh, just don't care about the story. Enjoy the game anyway. Just spam, spam, skip on the cutscenes. That's all. Okay, so we have. Yep, we're almost out of time. Any last words, Hamza? Okay, we're almost out of time. Out yeah, of time. We... <laughs> what is that? Uh, <laughs> is that a, is that another JoJo meme or something? Hamza? No, no, no. No, was the what was it? The shooting stars. Oh, that. <laughs> should we add a rhythm bar into this server? Probably, yeah. We should. Like, I, mean, I could just like I could just like put like rent like in between recordings. I just make like a random sequence, like just put a random sequence of the song, um, song, and then just like cut it there. And end it at as long point. as you're fast enough to bring the bot in and out. Yeah. Sure. Let's do that with the next episode, right? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. All right. So that's gonna be it for this episode. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. And um, yeah, stay safe, stay inside. Uh, bubble tea is the best. I, I'm not sure about bubble tea. I, I haven't drank bubble tea in a long time. Someone died from drinking too much bubble tea. Let that sink in. 16 bubble teas in like was, a week. 16? 16 bubble teas in a week. She died from diabetes. Oh. <laughs> she finna die. That, and that's in Taiwan. The more you know. Yeah, more or less, sorry, just don't. Yeah, more or less, sorry, don't drink too much bubble tea or you finna die. From diabetes, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so, yeah, if you like to get in context with the. If you like to get in contact. Uh, context. Contact. What happened things, to your English today, man? What happened to I your English? I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm mostly just, you know, tumbling on my wood. Tumbling? Stumbling. For fuck's sake! Oh. <laughs> My brain's completely dead right now. (laughs) It's definitely dead. Oh, goodness. Okay. If you'd like to get in contact with the things we have said during the course of this episode, we can be found on our social medias. Hamza. True. The link tree. True. The link tree is down in the description below. Me, Deck15 on my YouTube, Instagram. Get into 1,000 subscribers. Let's do this. I'm not even close to one thousand, man. You're you're at you're at six to you're at eight hundred, aren't you? No, five hundred. Five hundred. Right. Doesn't matter. Get into thousand. <laughs> All right, and it's I'm at nine thousand. And I'm at deep pretty sure everything. Uh, new music soon. I, I promise. Like that. That's that. That's my personal thing right now because I'm releasing you, a new. Did you want me to join in or something? 
Shut up. Shut the fuck up, it's a secret. What does the scout say about his power level? It's over the And yes, and I'm and said thing. Thanks, Hamza, for leaking it, you bitch. Um, I'm also working on like a separate secret project, which will be coming out eventually. Say one more word and I fucking kill you. All right, that's it. Till next time. I'm a bitch. Uh, that's it. Till next time, I'm Diraj. I'm Hamza. And peace out. Subscribe. I was there first. Yay. Alright, bye guys. Don't, don't, do not leave the. I almost clicked that. Yes, I leave. I, I, I knew you were going to do something like that.